Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. Yes, that could mean you too. The workouts have been designed to fit into your life so you can move when you can. The 15 minutes you can squeeze in before work. The 20 minutes you get to yourself while the baby naps. The half hour you can spare at lunch. There's a routine for you no matter what your day looks like. A reminder as well, this is included in your Mum Mia subscription. If you are a Mum Mia subscriber, you already have access to Move. Download the Move app and log in with your Mum Mia login. Head to move.mamamia.com.au and use code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, welcome to Help I Have a Teenager, the podcast that's here to answer all your questions about the new teen age. My name is Jo Lamble. I'm a mum of two adult children, a clinical psychologist and the co-author of a book called The New Teen Age, How to Support Today's Tweens and Teens to Become Healthy, Happy Adults. And my name is Dr Ginny Mansberg. I'm Jo's co-author of The New Teen Age as well as a GP and a mum and we've got six kids in a blended family. So, Joe, we've got these two amazing questions sent in by our beautiful community. Should we get stuck in? Sure. The first one was emailed to us and it's another question from a teenager. Oh, my goodness, I love getting these. I'm so excited to know that teenagers are listening to help I have a teenager. It's just amazing. We've been loving all of them, so keep them coming. And if you are a teen listening, please send us in your questions and tell your friends about it as well. We'd love to hear from them. Oh, so would. Okay, so this teen says, Hi, Ginny and Joe. I'm Harriet and a teenager listening to the podcast to understand where my mum and dad are coming from when parenting me and my brother. It's really cool and you guys are very knowledgeable. Thanks, Harriet. I had a question about how to come out to my family. I've known for a while I'm bisexual with a preference for women and I haven't come out to my family as I'm a little scared of the reaction. I think my parents may know after scouring my phone as I've said it in multiple texts to my friends who I am out to. My parents have said that they're supportive, but in every interaction that involves a relationship, it's always me with a guy when I like girls more. When you get a boyfriend, if you have any boy troubles, come to me. How can I come out to my parents without them making a massive deal of it? I don't want a massive thing being made out of it. I like both genders, so what? Sorry if this email is long and droning. I really enjoy the podcast and love the stories and advice you two give. Love, Harriet. Oh, we we love love you you more, Harriet, don't we? (laughs) The best. Look, my first thoughts, I mean, your loving and well-meaning parents just need a little coaching from you, as most of us do. Most teens need to coach their parents a bit. How often do you hear parents say that their teens have said, oh, mum, dad, you know, you can't say that. You can't ask that. And the parents go, oh, really? Why? (laughs) Okay. So that's fine to coaches. Please, you know, speak up. But the way I'd suggest you do it is in a really series of casual conversations because the more casual you can make these conversations, you are mirroring what reaction you want from them. Because if you sit down and say, mum and dad, 
I've got a really big thing to tell you. You know, I've been worrying about this for a while and then they're going to think, okay, this is this massive thing. Whereas as you said, you don't want them making a massive deal out of it. You don't think it's a massive deal and that's how you want them to respond. So therefore mirroring is really important in life, communicating in a way you want others to communicate with you. So if you just in a really casual, gentle way with one of them or both or whoever say something like, I gather you understand that I like both genders and I know you're supportive of me and love me no matter what. And they'll say, of course we do, because they do. (laughs) And they are as supportive of you. And then you can explain that you don't want a big deal out of it because it's not a big deal to you. So you don't want anything made about coming out because it's not a massive thing. So if you say that in just a casual way, hopefully they'll mirror that then I think it's really important to explain to them how they can support you and just in the language they use. So if they could please, you know, respect you by just referring to future partners or future relationship issues. And by the way, mum and dad, that's how you should talk to everybody. (laughs) Everybody should just be talking about partners or relationships. Don't just assume that anyone you are speaking to is heterosexual. And even if they are, they also don't need to be referred to, you know, with their genders. So just a bit of casual coaching and a bit of an announcement that is done in quite a subtle, flippant way. That's what I'd suggest, Harriet. So Harriet has said that they're a bit concerned and there must be some reason for this, Harriet. I'm guessing that... That she's a bit concerned. Yes, because I'm guessing that maybe in the past, maybe mum and dad haven't been that open-minded about some things before and you might just not feel comfortable or safe to sort of leap into talking about yourself first time. Do you have any other friends who are bi? Can you talk about a friend and just kind of test the waters because that might be a really helpful way to gauge that your parents are actually cool with it. I think a lot of teens would be surprised that us old folks, us old parents actually get this maybe a bit more than you think and actually studies show that most parents are pretty open-minded about this. The vestiges of parents who are really shocked, they're getting smaller and at the end of the day we parents All we want, I promise you, it doesn't always seem like this, but all we want is for you to be happy. And we might have some old-fashioned ideas about it and sometimes if there's something we just don't understand, like bisexuality, because we might say we didn't know anybody who was bisexual when we were teenagers. Turns out we did, but they just didn't talk about it. That's fine. What I would suggest that you do is if you don't get the most amazing reception and it doesn't all go to clockwork like Joe's kind of outlawed, hopefully it will, maybe you can give them another chance because I can promise you, no question, your parents love you and want you to be happy and they might not get it right the first time, gently back the truck, back up the driveway and try again another time because it will eventually turn out okay. In 99% of cases it will. Yeah. I think that if it doesn't go well, it'll probably be your parents who will come back and say, I'm so sorry. We did not handle that well. Let's start again. Look, Jenny, it's my turn to play a little bit of devil's advocate here. I'm just a bit worried that if Harriet says to her parents that she has a friend who's by and, you know, dot, 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 if the parents just then said, oh, my gosh, that poor friend, that Mm -hmm. poor child, that's Mm -hmm. terrible, then that might send Harriet back into a shell and not speaking to her parents. So what if you use that opportunity to go, Mom, Dad, I can't believe you just said that. There are so many people who are bi now. You're really thinking in an old school way. You've really got sure. to get updated because 
you ought to see that lots of people are by now and it doesn't change the person they are. And the way you've brought me up is to see the best in everybody and, you know, whatever it is, you know, nature's wonders in every human. And I don't see how that changes Jane or John at all. And you can play devil's advocate and maybe do a little bit of educating mum and dad in the safe space of talking about a friend and maybe even expect that because it sounds to me like Harriet's a little bit concerned that parents might be blindsided by this and maybe say something clunky. So maybe you just warn them up over a friend. Look, sure. As long as, Harriet, if you take Ginny's suggestion, you do follow it up as you don't go into your shell. Don't mm-hmm. shut down and say, okay, well, I'm not going to talk about this anymore then because they are not supportive. They think this is very concerning. I'd hate for you to think that, as Ginny said, your parents, they do love you. They do want the best for you. They are going to be supportive. You know, it takes some a little longer than others, but generally everybody unconditionally loves their children so don't go in your shell just keep the conversations going and just as I said if you don't want it to be a massive thing you can model that you can lead the way of making it as casual as you can I love that if you'd love unlimited access to everything women are talking about right now, subscribe to Mamma Mia. An annual Mamma Mia subscription includes online access to every Mamma Mia event, subscriber-exclusive stories, podcasts and videos from Australia's leading independent women's media brand. Our second question, Ginny, is from our anonymous form again, which you'll find in the show notes. Hi ladies, love the podcast. Any advice for talking to a young teen girl about social media and online images and keeping it age appropriate? My daughter is nearly 13 and occasionally takes slightly provocative pics of herself modelling what she sees on TikTok, etc. I have approached talking to her about the pics being a little inappropriate, but she has no idea what I mean. Help! I know I need to avoid making her feel body conscious, etc., but it's really tricky. Yes. Interesting. And how gorgeous this 12-year-old's like, what's inappropriate about me taking my top off? <laughs> I can't understand. And you don't really want to say to a 12-year-old, well, some pervy old 60-year-old bloke might be having a look at that and that's just gross. And she's saying slightly provocative pics, so she's probably... Keeping the top on. Yes, yeah, she's probably keeping the top on, yes. I'd say it's probably more in the poses <laughs> and the pouting and all sorts of Which things. Which they do. These yes. sort of very funny, pouty <laughs> little things. And oh, God, I love them. So it is sweet that she does have no idea. And I love, and again, just another example of the fabulous parents out there that you don't want to make her feel body conscious, etc. But it is our job as the parents to keep them safe. And that's where you want to come from is a point of you at 12, nearly 13, you can say, I love that you don't think that's inappropriate and you don't even know what I mean. I think that's fabulous and I wish I could bottle you up and keep you like that forever. But as an adult, I can tell you that some other people won't see it the same way. So that's my job to keep you safe and to help you navigate this online world because That's what I'm doing. My main job is to keep you safe. So I'd love for you to sit down with your daughter and go through what she's watching on TikTok and say, what do you like about it? What do you like about that picture? And maybe get her to articulate what she likes about these influencers or even her friends who are posing slightly provocatively because there might be some things in it like I like her dress or I like her lip colour or the dance she's doing yeah I like her dance or (laughs) when she sits like this it makes her skirt look really pretty and then that might be something to hone in on because I think she obviously hasn't worked out that what she likes about it 
I'm sure it's not a sexualized thing. And it would be really great just to say, I've noticed you've been posting some pics on Snapchat that I was just, you know, curious about this. Come and show me what you're watching. I really want to see it. Yeah. Jenny, we interviewed Danielle Miller in The New Teenage and she was really highlighting what you were just talking about, which is to help your child critique what they see online. So if you go enter into your child's online world and say, what do you love? Why do you love it? And for those reasons you just talked about, because it may just be because of the dance moves or the dress or whatever it is, but also to teach, we need to teach especially our young teenagers to be good online critics. They need to be able to say, hold on, do you think that person's that happy all the time or do you think that person is happy because they look like that or because popularity or body shape or anything like that is what determines your worth, determines your happiness. So you can help at this really early age. It's a beautiful opportunity where they're still very often willing for you to share what they're watching online and especially if you're not coming in saying, hey, that's not okay, that's inappropriate because then they just think we're dinosaurs and get out. Whereas if we say, I really want to know what you're interested in and I really want to know your opinion on that. I really want to know how you're seeing that and then let me share what I see there as an adult and where I'm coming from. So they're great conversations to have. So that way you're not just highlighting the inappropriateness of the slightly provocative pics, you're actually saying, hey, this is a great opportunity to just talk about life online and how to keep you safe and how to just keep your reality check for anything you're viewing online. That's such a good point. I hadn't even thought about that, that what she's watching online, especially if it's her friends or even influencers, she might not be thinking about what is going through their head when they do these poses. But sometimes these kids are pretty unhappy. So they can literally be, you know, posting a pic or a video of them doing a dance and just looking like they're having the best fun with all the popular girls at class. And then a very lonely video talking about very dark and awful thoughts. And it's literally oscillating between the two. And I'm wondering how our kids are even processing that stuff and putting into context where these pictures kind of sit within that person's life. It'd be really great to sit alongside her and just go, I'm really interested in in your thoughts about this because I don't understand TikTok and I don't understand Instagram. Teach me. Yeah, that's right. And any opportunity we have that our teenagers can teach us is great for your connection, but it, it means that what we say next after we've listened to them, after we've heard their thoughts, what we say next is more likely to be listened to by them. And they will trust us because they will hear that instead of just flipping out and lecturing, you know, at the first post, that we are actually taking the time to hear things from their perspective and that will increase trust and that's always a good thing. But that's all we've got time for this week. If you have a question, email us at podcast at mamamia.com.au. This episode was produced by the fabulous Emmeline Peterson. I'm Jo Lamble. I'm Ginny Mansberg and we'll see you next week. Bye.